Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Yeah, it really is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of my guest's favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom they have to offer. Today I sit down with Chelsea Larkin and we down some Magner's Cider. Chelsea is an actress, comedian, writer, and singer, and is a staple in the Toronto comedy community. Seriously, she's performing everywhere, like all the time. Chelsea has performed comedy on the Second City stage here in Toronto, at sea on a cruise ship, so cool, as a part of the cast of Beer Provet Sea, and as a part of JFL 42's New Faces Character Showcase. This past summer, Chelsea wrote and performed her solo show, The Chelsea Stands Alone, for the Toronto Fringe Festival, where she won both the Comedy Bar and Second City Award for Outstanding Comedy, and Theatre Orangeville's Best of Fringe, awarding her the opportunity to remount her show at Theatre Orangeville Summer Arts Festival. As she mentions in our conversation, she might just be remounting this show here in Toronto this fall. So keep an eye out. I highly recommend checking it out. So Chelsea is a comedian, an actor, and someone I admire immensely. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Okay, before we start, I'm so we're drinking Magner Cider, and I'm going to do a little ASMR uh, crack open. Oh, I can never get under the... Oh my God, I didn't even open it, and it was just my finger. ASMR finger cut. Okay. Oh. God, that was so long and not worth it. Like that was, I should have done that off. Off. Um... I liked it. It sounded very refreshing. See, you are just the positive, supportive energy. Oh, I'm like <laughs> spilling everywhere. It's great. Hi. Okay, cheers. I'm going to take a sip. I have been like <gasps> looking at this condensation filled drink for a while. Cheers. Yes. Cheers to you. Oh. It's like apple juice for adults. I love it so much. Okay. It's very refreshing. It's so refreshing. And because I wanted to do ASMR crack open, I just had it sitting here and like didn't let myself take a sip before I signed on with you. And that was such, it was like I was edging myself. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was crazy. Just with a drink. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have you here. You have been on my list like since the beginning. I'm so thrilled to have you on the pod. Pod, ew, podcast. Who am I? I, I love it. I okay, love to cool. be on the pod. And I literally am, uh, wait, what do I call it? Long time listener, first time guest er, pod er. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, thank you. That means so much. Oh my God. Can you tell I started sweating? I like, for anyone watching, I like stretched out my <laughs> sweater so long, got sweaty. Like, oh my God, she likes it. What are the expectations? I oh. want to die. But I'm sure I do that on my guests all the time, saying like, oh, I love you. And then they're probably like, oh God, what expectation are you setting for me right now? Now I'm throwing it back at you because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Such a fun podcast. It's all people that, you know, are inspiring women. Like you're just the, the variety of people you've had is so fun and uh, your questions are great. And yeah, so I, I have been thinking like, I, I have liquid courage. Like I got, maybe I'll be on it someday. And now I am. Yes, you do have liquid. Oh my yeah. God. You also have so much like uh, dry courage, like even without liquid. I admire so much about you and your very obvious courage in so many areas okay did you always know that you wanted to perform or like that, that you wanted to do that as a career did you just always know that i think so because i'm a twin i have a twin brother so we're very 
it's like kind of an innate thing. I was going to say it happened in the 80s a lot. It probably still happens. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> people... being a twin? Like <laughs> oh, I... being born as a twin happened in the 80s a lot? I think that too, maybe. But, all, but also that uh, it's people kind of like, they compare the twins, even if it's mm. a boy and a girl. And they, even like the teachers would be like, one of you is the bad twin, one of you is the good twin. And you kind of adapt adopt it without even knowing even when you're little so I was like well he seems to be good so I guess I'm bad so I would try to get attention I would like act out which kind of led to me being like well I'm gonna make a career of this I'm gonna be a star of being the bad twin so it's like a chicken or the egg thing I think so that's so interesting when you first of all that's horrible I know Uh, teachers (laughs) get your shit together so when you first heard or like when you started hearing like oh I guess I'm the bad twin was your reaction like shame or was it like ooh, i'm the best like did you embrace i would have went full shame spiral like that's what i, I would have done it was shame first because i was like oh bad means i'm less smart i'm less liked less cute oh. uh so i started to become like the class clown and like disruptive because i was like well there's no point in like paying attention to the lesson because i'm bad like and i'm dumb and i'm not gonna learn it oh. also i'm <laughs> We're going into this in like the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my favorite thing ever. How old are you when you're thinking this? Like, how, what's the age? I think like six, six or oh, seven. Oh, and you're like yeah. the cutest, most wonderful oh. person in the world. And you're. <gasps> but I was like a little bit more outgoing. And so then he was. So I was like, well, I may as well lean the hell in. Yeah. It's 1989, baby. What choice do I have? This is what I have to do. I know. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Well, and then even like, then you get into an industry where you're being compared to people all the time. You have to be unique and stand out. And I wonder like, do you think being a twin, like prepared you for that in a way? Or was it like re-traumatizing? I think it prepared me because you're kind of like subconsciously always trying to be an individual yes and always trying to find ways to stand out uh and like some people choose lots of different ways to do it um actually like in my school there were several twins again early 90s <laughs> listen there was something in the water yeah several sets of twins this was ottawa in the 90s there's something <laughs> <laughs> a couple triplets, a yeah. few quadruplets, but many, many twins. <laughs> yeah, for some wow. reason. And it was always like one twin was good at sports. The other, like, was smart. Or, and the, it, They're it, all it, so different. I know. And, and it was always like, or like one twin was like goth and the other one wanted to be a cheerleader. Like, it was like, they were tr- very much like trying to be super yeah. different. So, yeah. So we kind of like, my brother was like, he was like a book, a booker. <laughs> A booker. He booked clubs. You know, yeah, he, he was clubs. a booker at a comedy club. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the early nineties. First grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, so, it was yeah, a thing yeah. in the eighties. You know, they had kids as bookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would like, yeah, he was very uh, book smart. I will say. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm gonna be like unbook smart, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I ain't reading no book. Like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna put on a play. I'm going to put on a costume. So anyway, so that was how I started to be like, I really like this. And then my family moved to Toronto when I was uh, about to start high school. And I was like, well, Toronto is where like the stars are made. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was so, I became a little kid actor too. 
Oh, wait. So when you moved to Toronto, that's when you became yeah. a kid actor? Oh, yeah. and was your brother, like, stars are made in Toronto. I don't know <laughs> if bookers are made in Toronto. I don't know. Was it like, move aside. We've left the capital. It's my town now. Exactly. But in Toronto, there was sports and mm. sports writers. So he combined his two things, which oh. was books and sports. So he may or may not have a career as a hockey reporter. Oh, oh, him. A reporter. Oh, oh, God. He even had to be in some facet of entertainment. God damn it. I he know. slid in there. Oh, and he like, he was in the school plays with me. And I like, but like, he never felt any of the comparison. I felt it all. Really? I think he, I think he was just like, and I was like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> like you're Tevia and Fizzle on the Roof. And I'm just like one of the village people like, no. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, I, was like, I just stumbled in here. <laughs> yeah, this is my <sighs> craft. Um, but anyways, yeah, so like, I would do like kid commercials and like some like little kid prints things. And like, and so I, yeah, until I went to school, I was like, oh, like I'm going to be Christian best. And I wasn't. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I was going to ask you like, it, you know, it's so interesting though. I just want to go back. It's so interesting that you say that like you felt all the comparison because yeah. when. I was, gr- I, I don't have a twin, the nineties, you know what I mean? I guess it happened in the eighties <laughs> and then as soon yeah. as, in Ottawa. And as soon as I was born in, you know, and the, whatever, it, it wasn't in the water anymore. Yeah. And so, so my brother is two and a half years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this growing up, but when we became adults or like, I don't know, 18, whatever. I guess that is an adult, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't feel like an adult. I'm like, am I an adult now? I but when we got older out of school, he shared with me that like when we were in school, anytime he had a teacher that I had, they'd be like, oh, oh you're Amanda's brother. You better be as good as her. You have a lot yes. to live up to. And he always felt less than in comparison and literally teachers telling him like, oh, I guess you're not as smart as your sister. Like shit yeah. like that, that I had no idea. And it's funny because I didn't know the comparison and I grew up thinking he's so much cooler than I am. Like I was the people pleaser. I was getting A's cause I had to, I was yeah. so anxious and terrified. I wanted to like get a tattoo and get a drink and move to a different country. And I didn't do anything of any of that. <laughs> and my yeah. brother was like getting a tattoo and being ah. cool and trying things and, try- and making mistakes and getting in trouble. And I thought it was so cool. And yet he felt like he was being a failure and it's yes. so freaking interesting how tunnel vision you can get in your own story and then you like repeat that narrative to yourself and that's who you are I don't know it's just it's it's so true and it's also like teachers are like the authoritative people that you have other than like your parents and you're all sometimes you're with them more than your parents when you're kids in school so yeah like having that repeated to you all the time anyway that was a really long answer to like why (laughs) yeah why I was like I'm going to stand out forever. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so funny to me too, because like often in this industry, if people, like if you ask, like, I don't know if I listen to a podcast with actors and they're like, would you let your kids get into it? And they're like, no, the comparison, like it kills them. I never want them to live in that. And so it's just so funny coming from a world where as a twin, you're trying to it. get away from it. And then you're getting in that. You're like, Frank, I already have the, I figured this out. I'm yeah. fine. I'm going to be the next Kirsten Dunst. Okay. So was that was that like she was the one you were looking to of like that's the dream career it was her like her or there was like an Anna Green Gables show I I didn't know where it was right of course I knew that was somewhere in Canada and like she seemed to work a lot so I was like (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't even about the like story it was like this girl is getting paychecks 
I was like, listen, like she's in everything. Like she's in <laughs> the two shows that are on my channel and <laughs> a couple commercials. The commercials were for Anna Green Gables, but she was still on. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that she'd be I in know. that? You're like she's booking a hundred percent of the things on my one channel that I'm watching. Yeah. So I was like, mm, they need somebody else. Like <laughs> I'm coming with my giant glasses and mushroom cut to take over this town. Like <laughs> <laughs> they need some variety on this channel. Yeah. Interesting. And so with, Oh my God. And I always panic if it's Kristen Dunst or Kirsten. It's Kirsten, right? Kirsten. Kirsten. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Kirsten Dunst, was it like a movie you saw her? Like, is yes. this like bring it on or is this earlier than that? No, this is like, she was in Jumanji <gasps> and interview with a vampire. And uh, I had a babysitter that like, let us watch that. And I was like, that's the same girl. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, like, look at her go. <laughs> yeah. And she got to kiss Brad Pitt and I thought it was great. Yeah. And I <laughs> signed me up. And like, it was, it was the kids that were my age on TV. And then there was a girl in my school that did like, do you remember secret senders? They were like these little digital things. And you just stand in front of your friend and you just write uh, a message and it just sends it to them. <laughs> oh, it's like texting before yeah, texting. That's all it was. And they never worked. She was in a secret sender commercial. And I was like, well, that's my goal. Like, I want to be in one of those. So I was in a few commercials. I was in, like, I think, like, a Turtles commercial. Okay. I, like, I got around. I, got... <laughs> I had I... the different conflicts. You know, I, I had, like, a, I had was... a couple. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot more. And then, like, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get to all the commercials and my mom wanted me to focus on school. Boring. Oh. So, I had, so I took a long break before I got into, yeah, like plays and stuff. And I did, I did community theater with like all adults. And I was like, <laughs> being like, hello, governor. Like it's Christmas today. And it was like, <laughs> all adults. And I played a child like every, in every play. <laughs> You're like, I am booking like crazy right oh, now. Yeah. Like, was, my God. Like, yeah, bugged him blessed. Yeah. And I remember like being like, oh, my brother is going to be in the front row. Like, he's going to be so jealous. But he was just like, good job, Chelsea. And I was like, and anything else? <laughs> going to go home and write in your diary about yeah. this, how much you hate your own life. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. jealous. Yeah. Oh, my God. So when your friend got the secret sender commercial, oh. when you were a kid, what was your automatic instinct? Were you like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy for her. And I'm friends with her. That's so cool. Or was it like, oh, screw her. That's my thing. What was the go-to? I was mad. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was, I was like, and I would like watch the commercial. I taped it and I would watch it over and over and like critique it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Like an yeah. acting coach? Yeah. <gasps> Do you remember what like, her like uh, flaw of her performance? Like what was your um, issue with it? <laughs> I thought that she, first of all, I didn't like her bangs in the commercial. Fair. Yeah, fair. And uh, she did, she didn't look like she was enjoying the Secret Sender. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. I think she's married to one of the Toronto Blue Jays now. <laughs> <laughs> so she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. But okay. uh, yeah. at the time, you know. At the time, was... she had to work on her acting chops. <laughs> Listen, in a commercial, the number one thing is like, you want to make the product look good. If you don't, yeah. if Secret Senders don't look fun, no one's going to buy it. You want to make it look fun. I was ready to go. I bought one. I practiced. Yeah, just, oh, just in case. No just in case they recast but I did this all in like my own world like I was in my room like looking in the mirror like practicing all these things like nobody knew I didn't like announce it so I thought that if I like said it out loud it would be like taken away from me like if I was like family I want to be like a celebrity or I want to be an actor I was afraid that they'd be like you're not doing that like 
you're going to be a teacher. So I would just pretend that it was like for fun. But really, I was like, I'm taking over the world. (laughs) Oh, my God. So was it was it that they would say again, like, no, you're this twin. Like, that's not for you. Oh, interesting. Or like, that's too ambitious. Like, Mm. you stay in your little lane. Yeah. And like, my my parents would never do that. But for some reason, I was like, I've got to keep this under wraps. Like, nobody can know if my my acting like world domination plan. (laughs) You know, I never, I knew when I was like, I don't know, six, maybe seven. Like, I remember thinking that is what I want to do. And I didn't tell, I didn't even go to university for acting because I literally could not. But then it's like, what secret? It's not like I was holding a secret, but I thought at the time, listen, it was the nineties. Okay. So (laughs) every, every woman on TV, what looked the same in my child eyes, they were all very thin and they were very pretty. Mm -hmm. And so I thought if I say, I want to be an actor, that everyone's going to think I'm saying I'm really skinny and I'm beautiful. just like them and i was like i cannot i think it was that i couldn't bear to say it out loud and somebody say you're not skinny enough you're not pretty enough you're not enough to be that so give up because i thought i will shatter like i will i will give up i think if they tell me that right now before you even try yeah before you even get get out there um i can't see because the sun (laughs) is in my face you have this like spotlight but i don't think it's it's like a metaphorical but it's a literal one as well Okay, listen, we're gonna call Hisham and get him to fix the blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're calling in we're calling in the partner calling also assistant. Reinforcement. And we're back. We've fixed the blinds. Well, mostly just Chelsea has just perched in a very specific way. <laughs> yes. I'm very lazy. I have <laughs> I have I have a pillow fort table set up. <laughs> yeah. I can't just get up. Like no, willy nilly. Yeah. No, 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 you can't. You can't. So since you had never said it out loud to your family. Yes. Was it a huge surprise when you went, you chose to go to university for theater and film? I think like when I started doing like uh, plays in high school and like Mm. musicals, especially they were like, oh, like you're pretty good at that. And I think I was, I don't even know what I wanted to do, but I, I wanted to go to school for like a combination, like some kind of theatrical thing, but then like a backup of some kind, like a good Mm. old communications, which is... (laughs) Right, right, right. Of course, of course, totally. <laughs> so I did end up doing that. So I went, yeah, I went to McMaster and like I had applied lots of places, but then I didn't, I last minute, I didn't want to go far away. So I, yeah, so I ended up staying and doing a, a theater and film program. And then you went for postgraduate at um, Humber, right? Yes. So I, tr- I kept trying to do like all these dramatic plays and like literally the class would laugh. Like I did, I tried to do Shakespeare and like, I was like Othello's, or Othello? Othello, yeah. Othello, that's a restaurant, okay. (laughs) Oh Lord, okay. I tried to play Othello's mom and I was like, oh Othello. And like the class was laughing and I was like, what's going on? I was trying my best to do a dramatic piece. And then the professor was like, "Um, Chelsea, I think you would do best in comedic roles and I was like I agree professor like I, <laughs> I think and and people thought I was either trying to be funny on purpose which I wasn't all the time so yeah <laughs> so then, then I applied to Humber and it was like the postgraduate one so it was it's only one year and it's a small group uh and yeah you had to comedy writing and performance you, you had to do 
write a monologue and, and then do an in-person characters mm. and write a short story and write a spec script for the sitcom and they only picked like 10 of us and it was very elite wow yeah and I don't think that program exists anymore the, the tiny one and I think I was one of the only girls there and oh. yeah and then it just they exposed us to like our teachers were like they wrote for the Simpsons or they uh we had Billy Crystal came and talked to us and Vivica A. Fox for some reason oh, what oh my god <laughs> well yeah and I oh my god I didn't okay and also I heard in an interview that you had Nathan Fielder in your yes. class yes Nathan. okay so I my partner and I have been binging oh, the, rehearsal. the rehearsal yes dying we just watched I the know. finale the other day no, oh my god I won't give any spoilers but like I mean also it's a weird show to give spoilers but I like know. wow was okay so I have to ask like was he like that in real life yes, yes. <gasps> in every him. in every way like oh that he, makes me so happy I know <laughs> like he's very sweet and he's and he's shy yeah. but like and he he said like at the time he's like I'm gonna be famous like I'm gonna like he's like but he would be like I'm gonna be famous and the, te <laughs> the teachers would be like well you have to write something and he'd be like no it's fine like I'll, I'll just do this and he, and was, he so, was right yeah and the teachers didn't like him very much because <sighs> he just like had something they couldn't understand but like the beat loved him and thought he was just hilarious and I'm pretty sure his first job was writing for Canadian Idol <laughs> oh my god that's a Nathan Fielder writing on Canadian Idol I can't even yeah. imagine that that makes me so happy I know and then he was yeah so he he was like a great friend like he's still you know great guy and like but that style of comedy was he, he was always like that which wow. makes it even better yeah yes oh absolutely and like it's funny that you have these teachers. I mean, it, at the time, they have so much more power than you. And yes. just like age-wise, they seem so much more knowledgeable. And I get, I mean, with experience and all those things. But what they say holds so much weight. And like you had another teacher telling you, listen, stay out of that lane. You're not the, you're not the serious twin. You're the funny yeah. twin. Like you're going to do this. And even telling Nathan Fielder, like, that, it, this isn't a thing. This isn't you'll never. Be... Yeah, he said, yeah. he said you'll never make it. A couple of them. One of them threw a chair at him one time. <laughs> so it's and it, these are like these people that comedic icon teachers like who work on all these shows with all these celebrities but they also like were like saw one lane of comedy yes. like they didn't it, they yeah they didn't really have a broad idea of like what could be oh there was one that really supported him and kind of compared him to Andy Kaufman a little bit okay like, the, like as just far as like, offbeat and yeah like... and absurd sort of right but yeah it was we had all kinds of people there and I remember the first day our teacher who he used to write uh, on SNL and he said to us okay who here is on any depressants <laughs> and then like a couple of people were like uh me and like yeah. raised their hands and then he was like okay well if you're not you should be and we were like okay like it was like he was basically introducing it like a lot of comedians have like inner pain mental health yeah struggles and yeah and we were like, I don't know, like 21, 22. And actually, we were all ages, but he, he was just like, let's get that out of the way. If you're <laughs> like, if you're here because you're like a genius who uh, has like inner pain, like we're all like that. So don't worry about it. You're, <laughs> he was like, you're not unique. And like, if you feel sad, let me know. Okay. This is such a journey of like, I don't understand if he's trying to say, listen, it's okay. You're not alone. Or like, Hey, if you think that's what makes you special, get over it. Cause it doesn't, it was kind I of have both. no idea. Okay, great. Great. So then it was like kind of nice. 
because I was like, oh, I always thought like that the fact that I was on antidepressants as a teen or whatever was like a bad thing. Um, and he was like, nope, creative people are often depressed and they're, he was like, their brains are just too much. And like, <laughs> You're like, I was like, that's yeah, me. I know. That's really nice. And, yeah. And then we were all like, but it was just like, it made us have our first little comedian like community. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really nice. I was like, oh, whereas like often theater people, the ones that I had experienced were very mm. like, I don't know, guarded a little bit. Mm. So it was, I was like, oh, we're, we all kind of are suffering. Let's, let's make jokes. And actually one of the first things he made us do in our first writing class was we, we were supposed to write like weekend update type, like late night mm. jokes. And he said, everybody write five jokes about hurricane katrina <laughs> and we were like ah uh, he was okay. like it happened like a year ago like everybody we were like it's not funny and he was like exactly so try to make it funny so he would Ooh. always make, try to make us like take really painful things and like find a way to make it funny so it was such like a it was a mind fuck but it was a, like trial by fire which i liked a yeah. lot he sounds like a mind fuck. Like when oh, you're explaining yeah. his delivery, I'm mildly like, I need to hide. And I what do I do? And then also I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that the delivery, the the way that it like landed in you was that you felt less alone. Like, yeah. it's like it feels like it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Because if you look at like me and Nathan, Fielder, yeah. for example, so like if we were given the same lessons and like if you were, we couldn't be more different. So mm. it's like he took that and went like the absurdist like route that he went and like I am more of like a bubbly chatty talkative person but it doesn't mean like our insides aren't the same right or, like, yeah. Similar, you know yeah. yeah doesn't mean you're not both on antidepressants <laughs> yes. like find your commonality trauma bond quickly okay yeah. great we're best friends let's move on right about Hurricane Katrina and you're it's like so what is yeah. this class it sounds it sounds like an amazing boot camp that maybe also you have like a couple therapy sessions to work oh, yeah. through. Like just a little bit to understand what was and, going on. And he would also show us like uh, videos of like comedic legends and stuff that maybe wouldn't have access to or we mm. wouldn't know to see. And he would be like, try to find yourself in one of these. So I got to see a lot of Carol Burnett, which I hadn't seen. Mm. People like that who's like, I love. He also made us put a clown nose on and go to the front of the class. And then everybody got to tell you or no, ask you questions uh, about like what you're afraid of. And like while you wore the clown nose, oh my it was gosh. like it was a mess, but I, I couldn't get enough of it. I loved it. It's like borderline. Like, is this a cult or is this the best <laughs> no. thing of my life? Like, oh, my God, yeah. I love that. I know. Wow. That sounds like such a I mean. I'm sitting here being like, oh my God, I would have loved to have that experience. And just to get to go through even that like creation and wow. writer kind of boot camp. Well, and now like fast forward however many years and yeah. you write a whole solo show. Yeah. All yourself. And for and for viewers and listeners, I should say. So um, for this year's Toronto Fringe Festival, Chelsea wrote and performed in a solo show called The Chill Stands Alone. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Congratulations Aww. on an amazing show. It was so, so good. Thank you. Um, can you just for like listeners and viewers who didn't get to see it yet, yes. how would you sum up what the solo show was about? So this sounds bad, but like I often do not enjoy one person shows I sometimes the ones I had seen were a little bit like uh, either cheesy or pretentious or like self-indulgent and it wasn't like 
it wasn't like for the audience it was like just for them maybe Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's true or not but I always enjoyed the ones that were like just felt more real so I was always afraid to do it because I didn't want it to come across like I'm doing this because look at me look at me Mm. like like it which is not at all my style of being a human (laughs) like (laughs) I like low self-esteem like Linda like essentially (laughs) yeah even though I am on stage all the time yeah there's obviously (laughs) the dark side of it too so I I was like I have a lot of comedy opportunities where I'm joining something else that exists like Mm. like joining Second City or or working with other people and we write stuff together and I was like I want to write something all by myself so basically Mm. the show is like it's a mixture of characters that are based on real life and some storytelling that is obviously based on real life and just like little bits and pieces and songs that are kind of like the message of like if you're not okay that's okay and if you are trying that's like the important part because I also don't like shows or messages or whatever that's out there that's like you must love yourself like accept your flaws mama like oh uh, yeah stuff. yeah and it's like that's hard and and I am not in that place so I can't put on a show being like here's all my flaws and I don't care that's not real mm-hmm. I would rather say here's a bunch of flaws and a bunch of shit but I'm trying to be on the other side of it and that's pretty fun and, <laughs> and here's some funny aspects of that journey because everyone's kind of I think truthfully probably in that spot mm-hmm. that's what I would hope I hope that people would watch it and be like oh me too or I've been through that or I I also hate this or hate that and I'm not okay either but I'm still like trucking along and mm-hmm. and then it was kind of a hodgepodge I had no idea how it would go but a lot of people seem to like relate to it and 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 like the like casual less like structured nature of it and Mm -hmm. yeah there were so many parts where honestly Chelsea I felt it resonated so hard I felt so seen that like I was gonna I mean there's one monologue in particular where I fully was crying I think the people that I was sitting with I think most of us were like tearing up and so many parts where I wanted to scream like me too like I just I mean you do you talk about a lot of really vulnerable things in the show and then somehow you make us all laugh out loud which is just such a freaking gift um but so many things resonated like you talked about abandonment was a big one and Mm -hmm. and I have a pretty deep fear of abandonment let me just tell you mostly with platonic relationships versus romantic interestingly but or interestingly that's I'm trying to say opposite wise I guess But in your show, you talk about experiencing fear of abandonment after your husband of 12 years. Was it 12 Yeah, years? I was with him for 12 years. Yeah, 12 years, like left really abruptly, which is yeah. just... Also, he sounds like a dick. Um, yeah, he sucks. For all... And so many, <laughs> not just the leaving, but so many areas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But was the fear of abandonment something that you had before that experience with your ex-husband? Or, or was that something new from that experience? No, that was completely new. So I... And like the reason why I talked about it was because people often like think, oh, if you do a one person show, are you going to talk about like your deepest, darkest issues? So the people that did know what I'd went through were like, oh, you're going to talk about your divorce. And I was like, maybe. Yeah, but maybe, maybe I will. Yeah, but maybe if I won't give it away, but in, a, in my own way, which makes it clear that like, I'm not just dumping all this to be like trauma porn. I'm actually like trying to mm. say like, 
I can make fun of, not make fun. I can like, I want to share it, see if who can relate to it, but I also want to do it like in my way and to show you that like, I'm okay mm. at the same time. So that, so there's a layer of humor as I talk about it. I'm going to remount it at comedy bar because I won that a little different city. Little, award. Well, little, yes. yes best comedy award or whatever so I will do it I have to get the dates but it'll be in October and I'll hopefully get it soon. but yeah but so I never I never feared abandonment I just like I met him so young like I was 17 mm. you know and when you're that young like if someone starts to slowly become like a terrible person to you and like be abusive to you it's like it happens so slowly that you don't really notice like mm-hmm. it's, and especially if you don't tell anybody I was just like oh like I guess I'm supposed to be treated like this and then, yeah, he literally left in the middle of the night and never talked to me again. I didn't know where he was. It was like, just like gone. So there's that. And then there's the whole, like, he was a piece of shit. And he, and he made me stop performing. That was one of the things. So I, I started comedy and then I took a long, oh, like a few years break. And then to like rejoin the community was tough because I had to like reclimb sort of. So I felt like behind and I, that was the first thing I wanted to do when I was like free and realized like, whoa, he sucks. But yeah. like 12, 12 years is so long. So it's so long. It's hard. Uh, I would imagine to even get to the place where you can be like, oh, he sucked. Like even oh to be God. able to feel that or say that, because like you said, it's slow, it's gradual. It's like, there's so many ideas and things that have just oh, like yeah. dug roots in your, in yeah. your head. And like, how do you, so I haven't had this experience with a partner of the abandonment, but I have had, when you shared that story, what I thought of right away was like, I had a stepmom and like three stepsisters for like 12 or 14 years. I'm like, I'm doing an around because I'm like, oh God, is someone gonna, well, who's gonna fact check my life? Okay, it was like 12 yeah. or 14 years, whatever. And the <laughs> youngest of my stepsisters was a year older than me. And she was like, best friend looked up to her she's the reason I got yeah. into like singing and performing like very close and then basically when my stepmom and my dad were going through troubles and gonna split she reached out to me on Facebook because I lived with my mom and she lived with my dad and her mom and she basically said like no matter what happens with our parents like we'll always be sisters like obviously yes. since we were like five and six we were it's sisters like half your life yeah. Uh, yeah and it was like up until at that point and I was I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and she was gonna get married she hadn't gotten married yet and then my parents let us know that they're officially splitting and I went on Facebook to be like what is happening I didn't have her whatever it wasn't texting and things though you know it was like we were Facebook messaging and she had unfriended me and I've (gasps) never spoken to her since and and I think it made me realize I have multiple times in my life where like people who didn't really need to leave me like it wasn't like a monogamous relationship where they choose one person like you can have multiple whatever I've had friends break up with me and I just it really resonated when you said it because it was just like why would someone the blind side just the the gone just the absence of them completely like it's it's cow it's like a cowardly move like they don't know how to talk to you and then like yeah that's my only guess or like Mm -hmm. they were given like information about you that wasn't true but like to not give you the chance to like talk to you and like for me his family ice like nothing he was my twin brother's best friend like just no. so did just he just gone. like ghost your brother as well a- a- like everybody just... oh my god yeah. and like I was supposed to be in the delivery room for his sister's baby like <gasps> like two days later 
and they all like blocked my number. Like, and I didn't even, I thought he was kidnapped. I didn't even know where he was. Of course you did. Because you're a wonderful yeah. person who gives people the benefit of the doubt. And you're like, there's no logical explanation except that him and his entire family, including his pregnant sister, have all been kidnapped. Yeah. And then obviously cheated on me with the student or something like that. I going to say his sister. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. You started with obviously. And I was like, is that obvious? Like, yeah there. uh sister uh, wives literally yeah sister, sister wives yeah exactly so yeah there's so many like layers of like what so it took me so long so I think I like I jumped back into life before I was like fully ready mm. I was like I don't know what else to do like I yeah. can't just stay at my parents like hiding in the basement like I need oh. to get out there so when I wanted to do the show I was like well like I want to do characters that are like real people mm-hmm. But I also want to do like the journey of like being alone and like trying to see if you can stand on your own and be on your own and be like, I don't know, like open and raw. Cause like also a lot of comedians, like we kind of deflect like vulnerability a lot because it's a scary place to be. So, mm-hmm. and I've, I've done that forever. Mm-hmm. I've constantly, you know, I ask how, oh, what about you? I ask like, how are you doing? And what, what are you up to? And I, find ways to not talk about myself because I always think like nobody wants to really hear like cheerful Chelsea has like some shit well literally the beginning of this interview you were just like doting compliments on me and I was like this is I I don't even know Chelsea super super well but I'm like this is this she she doesn't want to talk about herself right now she's wanting to talk about anything else yeah yeah but but even though those are all true like I would I wouldn't no I I believe you no no totally totally No, it's like you want to be honest and truthful and, and yeah. it's like any anything but the spotlight on me, which is funny then that the sun was uh, setting and just shining a spotlight oh, yeah. right on your face. It was like, cooking me. Yeah. This conversation is about you. <laughs> I know. Like, just accept I, it. I, I literally couldn't escape the metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah uh, you were like dodging the yeah. sun, like, please, no, I don't want the spotlight. Oh my no. God. And, and then it's like, and then I go on stage and I'm like, da, 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 da. It's, <sighs> so it's like, it's such a weird uh, dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, yeah, like I, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I went to Humber, yeah, that, that was like the first thing he like laid it all out. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm fulfilling that prophecy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm sure. Yeah. Like you said, like jumping back into life. I mean, I wonder, honestly, like I know you were saying it felt a little too early and I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it's something that would have always felt too early maybe, or I I don't know. I mean, how did you enter into new relationships or like old friendships that maybe you would kind of cut off for the few years? Like how did you enter into it and allow yourself to like trust people again and stuff? Cause that's such a blind side to have happened to somebody like so close to you. Oh, I know. And, and, and like I said, I say in the show, like I always had trouble like being myself with people because like I wanted to be like liked I wanted I got I'm a people pleaser too but it's but like I wasn't as much as I am now but now it's kind of a like a defense mechanism I don't I don't want to be I want to be liked even more than I have ever had because I've been been left and I had friends leave me completely after like 20 years of friendship because they were like whoa you're our friend because you make jokes and you're fun what's this crying and like stuff what like, you're a like, fucking human i didn't I sign up for you to be a human that makes or me like, so angry for you yeah so it's like they can do that but i can't so it's like i lost so much so mm. even the people in my life who i like probably shouldn't hang on to like i still do because i'm just it's, it's like I, I can't lose anybody else like i can't i forget your question but <laughs> 
this answer was literal perfection. No, and it was just like, how do you, I mean, you kind of did like, oh, right. how do you kind of learn to like trust people again? And honestly though, what you're saying, and my dog is um, choking in the background, but totally fine. She's like coughing up a hairball like a cat in case anyone can hear and thinks like, Jesus Christ, what's happening over there? It's me, yeah. But I totally understand the like sort of desperate feeling of like, the worst thing that could happen is if somebody leaves and I don't care if they're like a shit person or they're giving yes. me nothing. The leaving is the worst. And so you can end up just like sacrificing and compromising and sacrificing and compromising to the point where it's like, oh, I feel like a shell of a human being. I don't know if the worst thing is them leaving. Maybe yeah. this is the worst thing. Like, yeah. I don't and, know. And you realize like, oh, I'm not, I'm not being myself with anyone. Like yeah. I, I, <gasps> think, I know it's scary. <sighs> you think all these things and then you just go home. And, or, and, that, and that's when you're like, oh my God, I didn't have fun today at all. Like, and, and you're just alone. Yeah. So when I jumped back in, I dating, like, I obviously was like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. I'll go there. Whatever. Fellas, sure. Plural. Yeah. Fellow. Fellas. Hi. <laughs> I'm yeah. back like, on the market. Sure, I'll be, yeah. I'll be your friend, miss. I'll drive you <laughs> 10 miles. To oh. this and, this. Like, I, and I still have some of that. And some of it is real. Cause like, I'm, I am a nice gal. But, but some of it, I was just like, I just wanted to please everyone. And I think I'm settled into myself a little bit now, but who knows mm. how some of it may never go away. I don't know. But there's been, there are people that I knew in the community, in the comedy community before that were still around when mm. I returned. I was like, oh yeah, my last name is Larkin again. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Update number one. Yeah. Number New two, I'm, I'm back, baby. So like, hope <laughs> Yeah. Bella. Yeah. Bella's. I'm back. No. And that yeah. that always helps. Well, and it's interesting too that like coming back into it cuz another thing you mentioned in the show that literally like I wanted to throw up from being seen so hard and I was like, "I hate that I feel this way too." Is you felt like you were such a fearless kid and you'd be like, "Do yeah. whatever." And then now feeling like you're literally afraid of everything and yeah. genuinely I almost cried and I think my body held it back cuz I didn't want anyone thinking I was I also felt that way. Like, yeah. It was like, "I'm also afraid of like what kind of things now are you afraid of or were you like coming back into the comedy community that you didn't used to be afraid of?" So a lot of it was like I'm like it's it sounds crazy to blame it on one person, but like mm -hmm. I literally spent every minute with this, with my ex. So mm -hmm. he took away so much like freedom from me, things like, you know, cooking. So I would like, when I, when I returned to the world, I was like, I, I want to cook this meat, but I, I was, I've been told that I'm, I'm going to burn the meat and I'm bad at meat cooking. <gasps> so I'm scared to use this stove. I'm scared to use this oven. Like I have to drive like on a several different highways and like, he wouldn't let me drive so like I got I gotta like rip off the band-aid and start driving places even like technology stuff like I used to be a legal assistant like I I did tons of stuff and like even setting up this like zoom thing I was like <laughs> oh no. like I, I I you doubt yourself mm -hmm. because you've been told that you can't do it so then you stop trying for a little mm -hmm. bit and mm -hmm. yeah like when I was a kid I spent a lot of time alone like my parents like are great but they worked a ton mm -hmm. and I just yeah I did all kinds of things by myself I was fearless I didn't I wasn't scared to try uh I wasn't scared to fail I just like kept going with my mushroom cut and glasses like I just rocked mm. it I rocked the world <laughs> <laughs> like Sally just said Raphael if anyone remembers her so, <laughs> yeah so and then now it's, it's like little things like adult type tasks or like if I get it like a lot of like you know documents sent to me or something 
a contract or something like I used to make contracts when I worked at the law firm, but I, right now I'm like, Oh my God, this is so much like I've been told, but I I'm, I'm not smart enough to understand something like this. So it's hard to like, even though it's been Mm -hmm. like years, it's hard to like get it out of your head. Mm -hmm. So, but it's so strange because like comedy is such a fearless thing. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how those things coexist. Mm. in my brain so the sh- the fringe show I did I made sure to like only play like a character like half the time and mm. then like I had to be myself the rest of the time mm. that was like why it was scary and I chose Stacy McGonagall as my director because partly because she knew me before I left the community mm. so it was like she knew like kind of what I used to be like she knows like the transition and I, she's kind of well she's tough <laughs> so I needed someone like super tough to be like uh-uh <laughs> like in a, in a good way but I I was super scared because I was like I don't know if everyone here in the audience has their life together <laughs> but no, literally nobody <laughs> maybe not yeah or I think it's nobody feels like they do you know yeah. or if they feel like they do they're just I think sitting in the fear that it's going to all fall apart. Like, I think you either feel like you don't have it together or you feel like you have it together and you're terrified of losing it, which really sucks. It would be wonderful if we could live somewhere in the middle or just elsewhere. Exactly. And and it seems like it's every career. Sorry, I just burps like in my sternum, but not in my, (laughs) not in my throat. (laughs) And you're like, I have to acknowledge this in case the mic picked it up. Yeah. It sounded like a weird, a weird person going, hell, but it was like, (laughs) Uh, so many metaphors happening right now, Chelsea. Oh Your heart is like, help. Help me. Help me. Stop talking, lady. Like, <laughs> you're like, no, you're okay. Listen, yeah, it's fine. fine. I'm not the bad twin. It's okay. Yeah. And my, my twin is my best friend, which is so funny. And like watching the show, he was like, oh, I was like, did you know some of that? He's like, yeah. And I was like, did you know all of it? He's like, no. So, so <laughs> I was like, are you fine with it? He's like, yeah. So love <laughs> pretty you much. Your brother. <laughs> so good no I mean it would be I think scarier to like be yourself Mm -hmm. on on stage I'm I'm literally like oh I am terrified of everything now and I don't Mm -hmm. I've been trying to figure out like what the point of no return has been like one thing that terrifies me now that I used to be so fearless is improv it was never about being good it just felt so good in my soul and I think as soon as I started feeling like I wasn't even like I started thinking I was good. As soon as I got feedback from other people that I was good, yeah, I'm like it could have been a random fucking Tuesday that I was good. Maybe I sucked otherwise. But like as soon as people said it, I was like, oh my god, expectation. Now I have to fulfill other people's dreams. Like this is not. I hate this now. I or not. I hate yeah. this, but it was so hard to still like, have oh, the fun in that are, way. People are paying attention. Like oh no. Like yeah. yeah. People want something out of me when I'm doing this thing that was just for myself. And I see people pushing through that and just reclaiming it for themselves anyway. And I have such a hard time. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of what people think. I'm afraid of like looking silly, looking stupid and all these things. It's like, just go out and do the thing. Who cares? But it's like you put the stakes on yourself, but they still feel sky high. Yeah, (laughs) they feel so real. And it it really like drives me nuts because it is completely in my control and yet I feel totally powerless against yeah. it. Like, and it's like, yeah. once, you, once you get up there and do it, you'll probably be like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. But it's like, it's the, the before part. Yes. And yeah. And it's like, it's still like an audience and a stage and 
I feel like that about certain things mm-hmm. like but my my fears have more shifted to like real everyday life stuff and then I've been trying to do like like I find stand-up is terrifying mm. because you have to be yourself mm. most of the time like you can't be like hello like these are my jokes well, I guess you, <laughs> it's always a, a British man for so much or it's your brother you yeah. go between the two I love it so, so much anyone but... watching this is such a gift like if you're listening right now I really really like encourage you to click on Ew, this sounds gr- gross, but it's from a genuine place. Click on the video link and watch yeah. this because, well, you're an actor. I'm not surprised, yeah. you know? I thought you were going to say like and subscribe because, like, <laughs> my, so like my, subscribe. Niece, my niece is six and she's been watching, like, uh, she watches, like, these, those videos of, like, kids unboxing stuff. They're very popular. Oh. And I don't know, during the pandemic, like, it was, like, a way to get her to go poo. Like, she would just, like, she got to look on her little iPad of, like, these kids, uh, like, I guess mostly in Japan, unboxing. So the gift wouldn't matter. It was just the process of unwrapping things. Perfect, perfect. And then she was walking around being like, okay, bye, auntie. See you tomorrow. Like and subscribe. And I was like, what? Like, she was just saying it loose, like, oh. to, to her, like, classmates. And her teachers, she was like, Miss, can I go to the bathroom? Like and subscribe. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just a thing. It's I so know. strange. Actually, my cousin's little girl, who is like three, she was making a video to say hi. And in it, she said, subscribe below. And I was like, yes. what is going on? I know. It's, it, yeah. I wonder what the equivalent was for us. You know, it was the 80s. It was the 90s. Yeah. Like, what were, what were we saying where our parents were like, what? Yeah, we had. What it, happened we, to we, us? Yeah, it, we, we didn't really have any, like like real things it was no. always like people playing characters like say by the bell it was a lot yeah. of like i wish i had a locker i don't think that counts but i would pretend <laughs> to like slam a locker to my parents a locker. yeah, yeah totally. there was no locker to slam i always wanted one of those lockers where the lock was like in the locker oh yeah because that was all over tv and i'm like why do i have yeah. to buy my oh, my mom why do we have to go to yeah. staples and buy my own lock and bring it like it's supposed to be in the locker i could never open a number lock like oh. ever like I had to do a key and of course I lost that damn key like, well you're a kid yeah where's that my, key supposed to go and, and also like in te- as a teen my flare jeans were just too tight like I couldn't I couldn't fit a key in there okay. in the pocket I blame the patriarchy <laughs> because women's yeah. jeans have bullshit oh yes yeah. if we have at all especially yeah. on the front there's nothing when nothing. I see my partner shove his wallet into oh, his pocket phone I, yeah it's like fucking mary poppins i'm like yeah. what the fuck is that pocket like yeah. what are you gonna do you have a child in there like how much can you fit in there i'm like i'm i can't i have the smallest version of my wallet sometimes i can't even fit the length of my lipstick in a pocket yeah. and it's like yeah. and if you sit down heaven help oh. you heaven help heaven help you you're not <laughs> then you're it's pushing into your literally i couldn't think of what organ i i was there thinking- I was gonna say cooch, but that's not that's not an organ. Sure. It could push oh. into your cooch. Yeah, it could. Or like yeah. a liver. A liver or liver. two. I was gonna say. Liver no. or two. Listen, that's another thing from your show when I'm yeah. like when you said you would just oh. pretend that you know when people are talking, I'm like, oh my god, hundred oh. percent. Literally so much that in my Second City Conservatory class, yeah. the director was like, We're making that a sketch. You're gonna go up and you're gonna ask somebody in the audience like who's an expert in something and they're gonna come up and you have to explain it. Cause I had yes. such a fear of people thinking I'm stupid and I don't know. So there are so many things that I should know that I do not know. 
but, but then it like goes too long and yeah. if you don't ask then you're like oh now it's been a while and I don't really know what climate change is <laughs> and I should know and like by this I, point I got have the internet but <laughs> the worry I think for me is like yeah but I don't even trust my capability in researching it and I have to like also there's going to be so many sources what if I read what if I read like the onion article yeah, of it and I'm exactly. like well fuck didn't know that wasn't the real factual yeah and you go around spreading that at dinner parties Oh, the worst all the yeah. dinner parties. Come all on. the dinner parties that I go to. I was listening to a podcast today where they were like, you know, I don't like getting wasted, but I like a dinner party. And I thought, like, what the fuck was the last time I was invited to a dinner party? Yeah. I like a little like a game. A game oh, and fun. and chips. Fun. Oh, I love chips. chips. That's our version. <laughs> games and chips. Yeah, that's I a party. A hundred percent. I mean, I would love to go to a dinner. If you anyone's having yeah. a dinner party, invite us. I would love but to like, go. But we're not gonna clean. <laughs> No, I'm not going to cook. I'm not oh. going to clean. I'll bring a bottle of wine and yeah, yeah I don't want to clean up dishes. Oh, so like, oh. what am I going to? Like, I'm a jerk. Well, I feel like if it's, if they're hosting in the old days, in the nineties, you would not. In the nineties. They would not... do it all. Yeah. So true. And like, I'll bring a chips, but like they're going to yeah. be chips I want. A hundred percent. I have a friend who loves and when she loves chips and when we like hang out with friends or whatever, we'll each bring, you know, a couple snacks. She will literally bring snacks for everyone, but then she brings one bag of chips and no one else is allowed to eat it. Like she just yeah. sits there and eats it. And I'm like, you know what? You are Fair. like, you're holding down who you are. You're not yeah. changing for anybody. I appreciate it. And like, I say all this now, like in the comfort of my little home on zoom. But like, <laughs> if I were at a dinner party, I'd be like, Sure, I'll serve the pig, or like I'll uh, I'll I'll clean this up. Like I will kill be the a pig. different person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Go, I'll find a pig. I'll yeah. find a pig. Do you want to eat my arm for dinner? Like I, I know. You know what I do is like I feel like we have to help, and then anyone who's not offering to help, I start oh like looking judging them harshly because I'm resentful that they can just relax and I can't, yes. and then it's not fun. We need a and catered I, event, is what yes. we need. Yes, people paid. Yeah. I used paid to, well. I, yeah. I used to do catering too. I but I would I would not prepare the food. I would just walk around with a tray. Right. That was yes, yes. And like and then I but then the cleanup after was really gross. Yeah, it's oh. not ideal. No, and now we're out of that. Thank God. Yes. We're we're gone. <laughs> we're gone. We're gone. I yes, I quit serving uh in the last like year or two. And I was like, in the year or two. I think it was this year. I don't know. Yeah. The last couple of years are all very similar I know, to me. A blur. But I quit with not like a huge plan of what to do. And it felt really great. And like honestly, I dragged it. I mean, I drag everything out. If I'm like, this relationship's over, let's I'll break up in two years. Like yeah. it's just forever. But I also stayed because I just loved the people. But I was I so yeah. ready to get out of the service industry. I think everyone who eats at a restaurant should have to work at a restaurant, even for oh, like a absolutely. Week, just to see. Like it's just like the oh my gosh so I I used to work at many restaurants mm -hmm. and the worst I worked at a uh oh I can say it because I'll never work there again it was a firkin a firkin a pub and uh, and I had like people throw chicken bones like finished chicken bones at me because I was like the only server on and I was racing around they're like miss I'm done I'm done I said I'm done and they whipped the chicken bone on my head who are these human beings I know oh they're from Oakville and then <laughs> Literally, it was like the cusp of Oakville, Mississauga. And they pulled my ponytail. <gasps> no. Yeah. And there was this family that used to come every Sunday at 4.58 p.m. 
and kids ate free before five o'clock and they had five kids and they would order five big meals and the parents wouldn't order anything so that they would just eat the kids meal then they wouldn't tip oh my god and they would leave a coat like an explosion mess of like chicken fingers and shit everywhere and they and I'd be like well almost five and they'd be like no we got here at 458 it's like ah and they did it every week it was so bad and then they didn't even tip so literally you're like paying to serve them yeah we just put them in like a side room and just close the door (laughs) (laughs) we just put them in a closet and we just gave them all the leftover food (laughs) and we just said you just eat as much as you want yeah I mean a bowl of lettuce Oh my God. And everyone just like draws straws of who has to serve them. There's been some pretty, yeah. I feel like even understanding tipping, which like what, before I got into the service industry, I didn't really get it. Like, and I was going to be like, and maybe I don't get it now. It is something that I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on now after working in the service industry. But it's like, I think people don't really get that here. The food price is low and we and servers are paid below minimum wage because everyone's assuming you're going to tip like when you go out if you can't afford the meal plus the tip then you can't afford the meal like it's included part of it yeah yeah yeah. it's not like a reward for good service you can tip more but you need to tip i don't even know how we got on this rant of tipping but just tip yeah i was just gonna say like that was one of the things i i cut from my show for life oh no way It was all the ways I had left jobs or like and or been fired. And one of them was a restaurant where I apparently didn't pick up the seagull feathers off the patio quick enough. (laughs) Oh, my God. Quick enough. I was I was on your side, even if it wasn't at all. And you're saying just quick enough. So he the manager was like, Chelsea, like there's more feathers on the patio. And I was like, yeah, I'm serving tables like I'm sorry. They keep appearing. And he was like, oh, they keep appearing. What are they falling from the sky? I was like, yes. Yeah. The birds are up there. (laughs) Oh my God. Birds are in the sky. So then he was like, that's it. You're right. I was like, stop. Yeah. That was, and then so there was lots of one restaurant I was training, and a girl was like, oh, can you just get your pen? Like, and it was like a 21 year old, like, teaching me how to like marry the ketchups or whatever and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love when the trainer oh, is like could be your child I know like, god I have sunk so low right exactly. now exactly <laughs> and then she I so I guess I left my pen at the other register so then the next day before I come in for training she calls me and she was like um Chelsea we need to talk about like the pen incident from yesterday pen <laughs> incident. I was like what keep in mind like I people will say I'm a pushover people pleaser like for me to stand up for myself takes a lot and she was like you like Chelsea you like didn't have a pen and like if you're gonna work here like you really need a pen like it was really unprofessional and I was like are you fucking kidding me like I was so <laughs> mad I was like I had a pen Elise it was on the other register like I lost it and I was like I was like I said something awful to her not hung up and I was like shaking like yeah, but certain restaurants, like, it, they push you to the edge. Yeah, they really do. They really do. God, that feels <laughs> cathartic even just hearing you. Because oh. I think of, there are a few moments where I, like, really let them have it when they deserve to have it. And then there are those few moments where I, I know. I'm i like, God, I wish I could go back and just, 
Like I, I had plenty of those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Those are the moments that live in you where you're like, I swear to God, like do that again. And I'm, yeah. I've practiced in front of the mirror. My, yes. I've practiced with my role played <laughs> with my therapist. I'm so yeah. fucking ready to have a cool comeback. That would be on like a sitcom in the nineties. I'm ready. I used Ugh. to, when I was a kid, I would play the song from the Lion King, like, be prepared. And I, I would lip sync it and look in the mirror and pretend I was talking to my teacher. And I'd be like, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better be ready. Like, Mrs. Mrs. Finkelstein. Like, <laughs> was it like, be prepared for my wrath? Or like, yeah. I'm going to prove you wrong? Like, what, what all, was all of it? All of just, it. And I would dream that I would like come in and be like, excuse me, like, I have a presentation. And like I'd be like, you think my twin's better than me? Well, listen to this. And then I would play like, dun, 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 dun. and then I would just be like, be prepared for what? I wasn't really sure. Yeah, but, but you I, knew it in your soul. Oh. Like you couldn't articulate it, but it was like yeah, feeling it was, was scare there. Her. It was yeah, scare everybody, and I would get respect. Oh, you get respect. So yes, we need an equivalent of that for adulthood. <laughs> oh, listen, I feel like there's been times where I've thought, you know what, like. Even, or even when I'll get comments from, I don't know, after an audition or something where it's like, like one I've, I had was for the character, it was like, think Selma Hayek, but less pretty. Or like, she's thick, but cute. Or like, what was the, yeah. oh, one was like, she'll never be the lead, but she'll be the fun best friend. And I just oh, think, always. you just watch until I create my own show and I'm show running and all my yeah awesome like fellow artists who you said bad things about but are talented are like on the show <laughs> yeah. and then the really sad thing I know that sounds so depressed but the really sad thing is I'm like well can't do that yet that sucks can't, I know but can't have that moment yet would but be great be prepared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god I feel like you might have just started something like a Listen. thousand percent next time I will be thinking of this Lion yeah. King song and I feel like other people you're probably gonna be getting DMs like messages like oh yeah. my god I sang be prepared today <laughs> yeah, feel I, amazing. I, I skulked into my office and quit my yeah. job like it's all your fault. I'm like, sorry. Like, I was just giving you some advice. You didn't need to take yeah. it. Yeah. I blew up my life. Also, you did a great, when you said skulk, you did like a per, oh. all I could see was your shoulders. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's Scar's shoulders. Like, I see. Oh, yeah. Scar sings that song, right? Is that yes. Scar? Okay, fabulous. Love him yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, love him. Listen, hated him as a kid. Now I'm like, listen, misunderstood. I get it. Yeah. He was told he was the bad brother. I know. I'm, oh. am, are, am I scarred? I might be. <laughs> no, that, he he is the Chelsea. You yeah. are the OG. No, also yeah. you're all of the people. The thing is, you're all. We are all all of the lions. I have had <laughs> hardly any cider, and I'm literally sweating. Oh, I'm sweating too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, but I, hey. I'm always sweating. That's just a thing because of my hair. Because my oh, I'm not yeah. sweating because I love your. I want <gasps> all the. I want uh. volume and and like texture mine's just I was, like i was ugh. looking at your at your slick head and i was thinking that i love your, your slickness. slick head honestly but yeah. I, this is the thing okay well first of all we all know grass is always greener like that's yes, this is yes. a perfect example and i wish that the um straight like slicked head look was <laughs> more of a choice because i actually who was it? i think it was coco galore who oh i'm gonna i'm gonna reference this wrong it was her but i can't remember what she said but after a show one time she asked me like do you always straighten your hair like that like she was just genuinely wondering because she's yeah. like it's so straight or maybe she said is your hair naturally that straight or something and i was like 
No, literally, this is air dry, and I would love to oh. put a curl. But I actually found out one time in casting, somebody told me that because it looks like I've put effort into it, yes, a lot of the time, it makes me not seem like casual, chill girl. So now oh. I've tried to put some like wave or something in it. So they think I'm just like, hey, let me sip a Tim Hortons or let me eat a yeah. Big Mac. I'm your best friend. I'm not the, but every... some people straighten their hair. Listen, it was the nineties. Oh. In the nineties, everyone 90s. loved the yeah. straight hair. <laughs> there was no issue. And no, now. I know. Now it's like, well, I'm, I am too much on effort. Like I, my hair's <laughs> too wild. People are like, whoa, lady, like put some effort into whoa, your audition. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you post like outtakes or whatever from your self tapes or oh. like the one that you just posted where you're like, well, I'm bleeding now. Like so yeah. funny. I'm always like, holy fuck. She looks gorgeous. Like your, oh, your you. hair, like the light is perfect on your face. You look wonderful in the self, the self tapes that I've seen on your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> well, like. like, but again, the roles are, are for like 40 year old woman, like who isn't doing good? Like, and I'm like, and, and then it's like, no speaking and like no eyes or something like it's just like, <laughs> it's like no face, eyes face optional I'm like oh god face optional you're like oh wow well, my agent knows me so well here I go it's like all over the map like, oh and like I just can't it just be like a gal having a time role a gal of having a 30, life 35 year old gal having a time like having a time why does it need to be if you're like for me if you're at all like not thin the breakdowns are are pretty brutal. I don't mind like auditioning for that because like I am like I am on the bigger side of women, I guess. But <laughs> but like, guess. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, it's it's always like quirky friend or uh, give me a quirky friend or quirky secretary. Sure. Right, right now, secretary. yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm getting like stocky guard. Like no, like face <laughs> face not. I'm like, oh, faceless stocky guard. Oh my god, no, it is, it is in the wording. Like even the um, oh, thick but sexy was what it was, and I was like, why is it thick? Yeah, why can't it be thick and sexy? I don't understand the butt. What is the function of the butt? You need to go away and unlearn some fat phobia, people, because that butt should not be there. It can be like I understand if the physical appearance of a character is integral to the character and mind you this was not a commercial so there's some commercial auditions where i'm like you don't that's not integral to yes. your character yes. there but it is but yeah the wording sometimes is like this is brutal this this isn't this doesn't make me necessarily want to i don't know it makes me worried about who i would be working with if i'm booking it sometimes yeah and, and it's kind of like you feel like you have like a strike against you before you even like make the tape yeah. like make the audition so and like i feel like in person I preferred it a bit more because like I could sell it. So they're like, oh, like that chubby person does have a face. (laughs) (laughs) I just just peed a little. Oh my God, that chubby person has a face. Oh my God, the face is talking. I've never noticed. Chubby people have faces before. Have you seen faces? Yeah, like write this down. Write this down. Put it in the commercial. Put it in the copy. Maybe we show their face. Yeah. Oh my god. So but right. but yeah, do and like my boyfriend has the same issue. Like he gets a lot of like he's a bigger guy, he gets a lot of like <laughs> like big big man goes to store possibly with child. But like 
So I thought you were gonna say like big boy goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, big large man yeah. approaches store possibly with a minor and you're like what am i supposed to pull from this and then it's always diversity encouraged and you're like what 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 character am i going for here he had there was a brutal one (sighs) and my partner is black and he the thing said it was like it was like it was like big man comma definite loser type comma black okay black okay that's even black. worse than black i was waiting for the <gasps> wait black okay big so hold on it was almost <laughs> and he was like god damn it so he was like i'm only doing one take of this yeah, so yeah it- <laughs> they get one take yeah i will not lo- stoop to their uh, level to give them two takes oh my god what what was it i'm so it sorry like, to make you repeat so- oh no it was like it was like big man comma <laughs> definite loser type. type it was like comma black oh. okay oh my god it's so good oh my oh. god it's and so he's just like good. so i guess like, <laughs> and he's new to acting he's a, he's a stand-up comic so yeah so oh. he's he's like are they all like this and like a lot of them are yeah. And it's hard not to take it personally, especially at the beginning. Yeah. And and he was like, he was like <laughs> and then he was joking around doing like his beginning where he says his name and right. uh, oh, and then God. he and he was saying like black okay and like, like <laughs> definitely a loser yeah. and black okay <laughs> yeah. thumbs up oh my God yeah it like, doesn't like instill a lot of confidence if you're no. like oh some of my first self tapes. Yeah, you're going in like oh that. God, like, that's not fun. No, know. it's not fun. It's not. Oh my God, that's so funny. Now I'm for sure sweating. <laughs> me too. Oh my God. It, and it's kind of like, but it does encourage, you know, it encourages me or him or whoever to, yeah, write our own stuff. Cause like, yeah. we have that capability too. And some actors aren't writers, but often comedy folks are. And, you know, we can try to get out there more and write our own content. And, like you get a you get a surge of motivation like i'm gonna make my own show and it's gonna be called like black definitely okay and yeah, like definitely <laughs> loser type definitely yeah. black that's and gonna like, be my show yeah and his girlfriend has a face and, it's <laughs> and like that's the name of the show like and her friend is thick and sexy yeah, and looks yeah. like selma hayek not exactly. less pretty just and, like her and her hair is naturally slick and we love it yeah it's painted onto her head and she loves it that way and everyone thinks it's awesome yeah and it's a musical okay and it's a so musical like... and it's just beep beep yeah beep, the whole time we'll yeah. get the rights from disney it'll be fine we'll yeah. get the rights oh my oh, god remake. no you're right i mean it really does like i feel like i started creating stuff out of necessity not even out of choice i probably probably would have eventually chosen it but like I found my way in necessity for sure and I guess like I'm thinking okay so you create the show you perform it all the all the nerves and and the like relief and the pride like all all of the feelings and then you're talking about how you're not good with getting compliments I mean maybe it's helpful that we're getting these breakdowns (laughs) that are like stocky guard with no face you're like sure if they gave you like beautiful intelligent twin you're like I don't know I can't I know I'm like I don't know if I can do that but like how do you I guess because your show totally deservedly I think that's a word totally deserved to get a ton of great reviews which it did i read yeah. the reviews they were fucking beautiful yes i was and so surprised honestly it, it was so yeah. lovely i was not surprised in the least i was not surprised and first of all some of those uh some of those critics reviewers 
are really great writers, which like, yes. they were one, oh my God, one, I was like, I almost emailed it to you. And I was like, Chelsea has <gasps> read this. Like, I don't need to email it to you. It was beautiful. But how do you, like being somebody who it's hard to be in the spotlight off stage yeah. and like take compliments, how do you approach reading reviews about yourself? Do you read them? Like, can you absorb them? So I was new to the fringe, like the producing side and actually all of it. So I, I didn't really know that like, you're supposed to like invite a bunch of media and reviewers like mm. early. So I did it like probably too late. So I didn't have, I didn't really have anyone set up to come. And then I was kind of like, well, that's fine. That's fine. Because it's my first try. I don't know what's going to be like. But then people started coming and like really liking it. And then I had some lovely friends tweet at like Now Mint Magazine and Blanky oh. and people like that and being like, you should see this show. And I was like, oh, oh, shucks. Like, again. Oh. And, and then some nice people came in. I was really scared to read it because I thought that, actually, I thought it I was ready for it to be negative. Mm. So when it was not, I was pleasantly surprised. But I think it's like, sometimes I think like, I already think all those negative things in my head. So mm. if somebody tells me, I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, like <laughs> old news. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I already Told know myself that. that last, last yeah. week. Please. No, I'm tell me something not... I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm fantastic. Didn't know that. Like... Yeah, that now I'm listening. Great. Like, now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but if they were going to say like, oh, it's too much or silly or like that kind of thing, I would have been like, I know. Like, uh, or like that stocky guard like shouldn't have done that or so. <laughs> so too much like, face in this. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't surprise me. And I almost, it was almost harder to read like good things because I Mm. was like, they're lying. Like they feel, they feel pity for me or something. You you, you find ways in your head to like make it not true. Yeah. Um, Well, it's scary to like absorb it. And because if you take the, I think if you take the compliment and you let it sit in you and make you feel good, then you have something to lose if you find yes. out jokes on you. It's like a carry moment. Like you think everything's great and then they dump blood or yes. blood on you, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can understand like it's alluring or like attractive to stay on the defense rather than allow yourself to be happy and enjoy it. And yes, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I think I read them like once and I was yeah. like, okay, good. But like then I see other people who are like posting the reviews and, mm-hmm. and, and really like advertising themselves. And I still didn't really do that. So I'm still learning to, I guess that's part of the game or like mm-hmm. I, you can't just be, be, have a good show. You need to like use the momentum for something, but maybe it's, uh, and maybe it's too late or maybe yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I just, Five years from now, let's just post <laughs> yeah. it. It's, hey, it's a weird kind of like entanglement sort of, of like, okay, so I should use the momentum and like, can it just be a good show? And I let other people spread the word or does it need to be a good show? And then I need to tell people that other people uh-huh. thought it was a good show. It's like, it's a mind fuck for sure. And you yeah. just want to be able to do the thing and enjoy it and then do the next thing. And yeah, scary. It was scary enough. So if I yeah. ever, if I do it again, I'll know more of like the game of advertising yourself and like invite the right people rather than just like, please, like cousin from Orangeville, come like if you can, like, <laughs> for example, <laughs> please, please, somebody. Yeah. No, please, totally. Sir. Yeah. Please, sir. <laughs> just come in. Another British. Please, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, yeah. it was either going to be your brother begging or it was going to be somebody <laughs> British. We had to, a British orphan yeah. worked perfectly for the bit. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. 
And you did, like, I'm going to mention, you're like, you won the Comedy Bar in Second City Award for Outstanding Comedy. Holy crap. And then also you won the Theatre Orangeville's Best of Fringe and got to, like, remount the show at Theatre Orangeville Summer Arts Festival. What was it like? So you did Fringe, performed it all, read the reviews, probably didn't let them sink in, had a little break, and then you got to remount it. How was it different doing it the second time than the first time? I think, like, I was less nervous and it felt less scary to like do personal content for for an audience that you know you know nobody in it yes except for like the cousin in Orangeville yeah 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 yeah. totally totally (laughs) who did not (laughs) (laughs) yeah their reserved seat was empty for the entire (laughs) show exactly perfect yeah so it was I was just like well if this doesn't land or if they think I'm weird or whatever like it doesn't affect me as much it's not Mm -hmm. like I, I, there's a lot of people that a lot of shows where I, I knew nobody in the audience uh, in Toronto in the, in the fringe run in Toronto but I I definitely worried that when I walked out people would be like "Ooh, we know some things about you and you've been through some things like are you okay lady like things mm, like that yeah. I always say are you okay lady because <laughs> because one time like a few years ago I fell I fell as I was crossing the street oh, and no. I was holding a bunch of stuff and I, I like face planted like in the middle of a crosswalk and then I heard like a couple of teens being like are you okay lady and I was like yes get away from me <laughs> so, the only thing more embarrassing and shameful uh, than falling and face planting is you asking me with your like puberty breaking voice yeah. if I'm okay lady are you okay lady? Are, you, are you okay lady you sounded like yeah. that guy from the Simpsons I think yeah who has this oh my god this exactly. slick hair he's my yeah. brother come yeah. full circle oh full circle oh. yeah <laughs> full circle simpsons oh wow we're just calling back all the different I things know. oh my god no totally i even remember when you walked out after your show and i had all these thoughts in my head like oh my god i want to tell her how amazing it was okay it's not about you just congratulate her also if i was her i'd be like holy fuck these people know a bunch of things about me now mm-hmm. intimately mm-hmm. that i didn't know and i wanted to be like listen thank you for sharing like you want to say so many things I mean already I find like after a show I don't really want to talk about the show with anyone because it's like most of the time people are just gonna say oh you did such a good job and it's just like literally I'm pulling my sleeves down again I'm sweating again like it's uncomfortable and they're just trying (laughs) to be wonderful to you and I feel like a dick being like so what are you doing like let's talk about dinner plans like let's get away from the show but it, it meant so much that like people would stay after and talk to me and like it was I found like it was easier to see like other performers that came to watch mm. rather than like random people that I grew up with, like that I don't even know how they found the show <laughs> or me. <laughs> but they came and I was like, oh, yikes, like Adam's here. Like, what the hell? Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> he knows a lot of stuff, but it got easier. And then like, it's still like people are still talking to me about it. It's only been a month. So it's been it's been really nice. Yeah, I, I, I still feel a little strange, but I think that will go away over time. And I, but I did like doing it in another city where I knew nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For honestly, for anything like stand up, improv, yeah. like anything, I feel like a different person when it's strangers. And it could be a hundred strangers versus like, 10 people I know and I'd rather 100 strangers. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feels more vulnerable and intimate. And I think you start almost like like while you're for me at least I think while I'm performing if I know the people in the audience I start almost like 
subconsciously putting a mirror up to myself like yeah are they thinking who are you being right now like oh you're you're playing with the crowd like who do you i don't know like what are they thinking of me right now and yeah. it's and their opinions matter and yeah. they're too in the know of like the exact like type of thing you're doing type, type of performance you're doing like and it's like in some ways comedians watching other comedians is great because they they laugh pretty easily but sometimes yeah. you know that like I know when I watch other comedy if it's like beginners it's hard it's hard to switch your brain off being like oh they're trying that it didn't quite work or something like that yeah but so I always I wondered with comedy folks coming to my show if they would be like oh Chelsea tried or something like oh. <laughs> I don't know oh. whose voice that was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that wasn't British that wasn't brother that was a new a that new was fellow. somebody yeah. maybe that was that teacher who was like are you yeah. on antidepressants exactly He's get on him if not oh my god <laughs> yeah. no totally it is like you, you want to impress the people that you think are impressive yeah but I do think also sometimes the nice part of comedians being in the audience is that they can appreciate some of the moves that you're making that yeah. general audiences don't see and it's like, or even if something, if you tried and it, and it didn't land the way you yeah. wanted it to, oftentimes I'll watch something that will happen. And I think, oh, that was really ambitious to try that. Yeah. I really fucking respect that. And maybe there was no laugh, but it's like, who cares? That was, I so respect that you tried to do that. Oh, that was actually smart. It's just didn't land because of this thing or whatever. And yeah. so I think sometimes it's nice, but it's, I don't like, I don't mind comedians, but it's people who know me as a person. I'm like, oh yeah, no, yeah. please. I want you to like me too much. And I'm going to make this show about pleasing you. And it's like, yeah. ugh, yeah. And it's, or yeah, or like, you're subconsciously like catering it to them. And yes. you don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, like what joke? What, do they think this is funny? Oh my yeah. God. I know that they like Cheerios. I'll make a Cheerios joke. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? Be in the moment. Like who cares that you know they like Cheerios? Yeah. Who likes Cheerio? Anyway, I um, do. I don't mind actually. Yeah. And they have like some new flavors, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, should I try these new flavors?" Um, <laughs> I'm like, "Who cares? That's not cool." I'm like, "No, yeah. no I like it." Actually, let's be actually Cheerios yeah. are great. I love cereal in general. Okay, well, I would love to wrap up our little chat. Yeah, oh my God, I'm having so much fun with you. I'm okay, have my my final fit. Yeah. My oh my god, I love perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so I would love for the final. It's kind of like a rapid fire. It's sort of just like random collection of questions for you okay okay and you you're such a seasoned improviser too i'm like sure it's rapid fire but it's okay if it takes a bit because the questions are setting you up a bit for failure with rapid oh, fire perfect okay Be prepared. <laughs> i wonder how many times we sing it before disney like sends me a oh my god cease and desist order yeah oh <sighs> okay question number one I learned that you love blooper reels. Oh my God, me too. What is your favorite blooper reel right now? Oh my gosh. I don't, I, I don't know who told you this, but I love it. My favorite blooper reel of all time is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Any season of that show, if I'm feeling sad, I have, I just watch those bloopers. Or if I want to give up performing, I watch those bloopers <laughs> and it makes me want to continue doing comedy because they are having so much fun and they started with nothing. And they made a short film of one scene of their first episode. And that's what they pitched. And they just are having so much fun. And it's their friends having fun. Yeah. Oh, it's the dream. I actually, I think blooper reels oh. were what made me finally decide as a kid, like, I want to do this. Yes. And I will watch blooper reels for shows that I have never even seen. Me I too. just enjoy the blooper reels. It's yes. so fun. I love yes. it. I heard you say this in an interview. Oh. And I literally was like, should I text her right now? I oh need to God. tell her. I love that. Oh my God, it's so fun. Now, now, if you find a good one, just send it to me and I'll send oh, them to you because I love it. they're the best. Okay, this one I'm talking about rapid fire because I ruin it. Okay, Okay. number two, you have an incredible 
and I'm not exaggerating here, people, incredible singing voice. <gasps> Other than be prepared, what, <laughs> what song makes you, like, what song when you sing it just makes you feel like the best singer in the world? Oh, okay. I love Chaka Khan. <laughs> what? Wait, I, love... I don't think I know that song. And normally I would pretend. Okay, I love her. So I love uh, Chaka Khan singing. It's called Ain't Nobody. Oh my God, hold on. Oh, wait, I just, oh my God. It was an artist and I was like, I don't know that song. Oh no, I I, I laughed through it. So yeah, I I have to pronounce pronounce her name properly. Chaka Khan. No, I just need to know that. That's a great song. Yes, it's a good, I don't know why I like it. I think I had a babysitter that played it around the clock in the 90s. And (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I might be the most amazing singer in the world. I love Chaka Khan. Looking at me, you would not know, but I love her. And I love that song. Okay. In 2015, you did a show called Quip Talk with Nikki Nasrallah. And I have to know, do you have narcolepsy? And do you still hate Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do have narcolepsy. Oh, my God. Okay. They were right. The doctors. Okay. It's so messed up. It's untreated. I have all I have all these kinds of sleep disorders. They it's still I'm still being tested for it like five years later. Oh. And Jennifer Lawrence, I hate her. That's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> He's always like, I'm just a regular girl. Oops, I fell at the Oscars. Like, you fell on purpose. Come on. I don't like that she forces her regularhood. Just be regular and shut up. It's very like I feel like this was a 90s thing, too. Like, when the quirky girl was first on the scene, it was very forced on us. Not even by actors, just by, like, the industry. Like, look, this is what makes her unique. She's quirky. And I'm like, literally, she's a model with glasses. You have not changed. You're not embracing. You're not embracing a group of underrepresented others. You're just taking the same group and slapping glasses on them and being like, look how quirky and different she is. Yeah, I think she fell on purpose. To collect you do. I think oh, it was to be like, look at me. Like she's like, I'm 22 and I'm gonna fall, and then she might regret it. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't like that she keeps being like, I'm a regular girl. Fart, burp, like just, 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 just fart and burp. Is the feeling? I'm your own. We don't need to know. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Totally, totally. Okay, okay. Could, yeah, oh, and that's so interesting. I, I could sleep all day every day. I, ha- yeah, my day night clocks are switched. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's it's in it's progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in progress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll check in. We'll do okay. another like mini yeah. episode in a couple yeah. years and we'll check in how we're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll check in how the narcolepsy is doing and, and other sleep disorders. And then also how you're feeling if, about Jennifer Lawrence. At that yeah. Time. And if she announced that she did it, she fell on purpose. She should tell you first. If that yeah. Happens. Tell me and I'll spread the word. Okay. Great. Great. I mean, you already <laughs> are. So yeah. you're doing God's work for her already, yeah. which is great. Uh, I have been so jealous of her, mostly because I want the attention and the validation that she gets. That's yeah. what I want. I never sure. want to have had to act in Winter's Bone, but like Hunger Games uh, would have been fun. Yep. And like, or Mother. I'd never want to have acted in Mother. It was no, awful. Also Joy. I, didn't, I don't think I even gave that one a oh, chance. Yeah, I watched it. I can't remember. Like, But American yeah. Hustle, I was like, just you, you oh, shut up now. American <laughs> There's not many that I don't like. I don't know what it is. I don't like her. I don't know what it is. All right. Well, listen, it's like, it sounds like it's like an instinctual innate thing. Maybe in, if people believe in past lives, maybe there was a situation. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) She was, she was the good twin and you were the bad twin then maybe. Or maybe she was the bad twin. Maybe she was a murdering twin or something. Yeah. There's something in there. Something Something. in the stars. I don't know. (laughs) There's something in the, 
there must be something in the water. I feel like that's, I don't know why. I feel like I just listened to that song or something. Okay, so sorry. See, this is what I'm talking about, rapid fire. Okay, number four. Who is some, number four, are we in school? Okay, (laughs) we're in school. Does everyone have their antidepressant pills? Okay. Yes, I'm in school. (laughs) Raise your hand. Okay, who is someone, it can be in the Toronto community or outside of it, that you'd love to work with and you just haven't gotten the chance to yet? Oh, there's a lot of people. Right, Uh, yes. Okay, so so this is a Toronto adjacent person. Okay. This person has lived here and then not lived here. And so I love Andrew Johnston. I think he is the funniest human I've ever met. And we are friends, and, but he's a, he is a successful stand-up who is in LA. And he hosted Skechersons once when I was in Skechersons. And everything I ever write, I want him to be in it all, all of the things. I just think, we have some kind of connection. I think he's like, he makes me cry laughing. So it would be him for sure. Does he know this? Yes, he does. Oh. And he says, he says the same thing to me, even though he's probably only seen you perform twice. <laughs> <laughs> but that was enough. Sometimes you don't need to see people yeah. more than twice. It's just, you know, there's some people you meet every once in a while and you just have a, a connection. And I just think he's the funniest person. I used to watch him on like video on trial. Remember that? Yes. Like on much oh music. Oh my God. So he's yes. Been around a long time and he just is in LA now, but he's, when he comes back, if I ever get anything made ever, I'll give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you go to LA and you two yeah. make something and then you continue groundlings and yeah. maybe that's what you do. That would be great too. Yeah. All I right. just love him. Yeah. Let's start a GoFundMe sending Chelsea yeah. to LA. That's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. My last fi- rapid fire question for you is in your show, Chell Stands Alone, you yeah. admitted, we said before you were saying how like people around you might be talking about something that you don't know. And then you used to like pretend to yes. know, to avoid feeling dumb or, or that's what I do to avoid yeah. negative feelings. Okay. What is something right now that you feel like you should know about or understand, but secretly you are totally you feel totally clueless the main thing that comes up a lot is canadian politics <gasps> i oh don't God, yeah. care it's so damn boring people will talk about things and i'll just be like oh how could he do that and then oh. I, and i'm like i don't know who they're talking about or what he's done and i should and it's also like an embarrassment as a canadian from ottawa <laughs> like i <should> know. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know how it works i don't I, understand I the system and, and like people are all up in arms about like this person did this thing this woman did this let's tweet about it but I'm like I don't I I and my brother and my dad and my my boyfriend will all talk about things and I'm like are they on different sides or the same side like I don't <laughs> <laughs> are they arguing or are they uh, like encouraging each other I'm confused yes. yeah and my mom is like she watches CNN and like CTV she watches it all day like I cannot keep up yeah. And if I try to, I will fall asleep. I, I will fall asleep anywhere anyway. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. No, I know. It's Canadian Paul. It's so funny because I was like, okay, if this question is weirdly worded, I should be like, I should have an example for myself and mine's yeah. the exact same. Our political, I don't know how our political system works. Literally, it's like, it's hard or I feel stupid because even the other day somebody was like, oh, I'm not, I don't know, they were unhappy with Trudeau. And then they were like, oh, is it because he got a haircut? And I was like, I didn't even fucking know he got a haircut. <laughs> I understand haircuts. Like that's that's yeah. an update I could have brought to the table yeah. Yeah. and not sound like an idiot. And I don't know that. And I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, God, I'm, I want the world to be a better place. And yet I don't know that this person's evil or like- Responsible for this or that. Yeah, driving along Laura Street in Toronto, on Saturday and Sunday, there are protests 
around Bay and Bloor every Saturday, Sunday. And like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in traffic. I'm going to pay attention to these signs. Like, yeah. I'm going to see what people are protesting. So I looked to one side of the street and it was like a bunch of people saying like support for Ukraine. I was like, okay, I understand that. Yeah. And then I looked across the street and it was like, boo, Ukraine support for Russia. And I was like, huh? And then on both sides, they had signs that said, fuck Trudeau <laughs> on both sides. Wow. Then I go a bit further and it was like, <laughs> boo abortion and then the other one was like yay abortion and they also had fuck Trudeau sign everyone hates him in every direction (laughs) and then I went further and and like everything was being protested everywhere and I was like I know less than I did before like I was trying to keep up and (laughs) people had signs about Doug Ford and it was like yay Doug Ford boo Doug Ford and I was like everyone hates everyone I know that's true yes yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) everybody hates somebody at least yeah I just don't know who I hate yeah I I, at what point do we hate who and what yeah or when and for what and I'll do it I'll do it if you tell me (laughs) yeah honestly it's gotten so bad like there's a couple people in the comedy community who are so good about like posting Uh when things are happening and genuinely sometimes they are my news sources specifically Paloma and Anne they are so good and I'm like oh wow okay so like something about our healthcare system going privatized all right thank you Paloma for the CNN update right now like so I I understudied she the people with Anne and Paloma yes you did and I I at Second City and I understudied Ashley Como yeah all female cast and one of the things that Ashley Como, one of the roles she had was to call the premiere of Ontario, Christine Elliott, live in front of the audience. So on the nights I was there, I had to call her on speakerphone and I, and I was like, okay, so what am I saying? Like, so it was like my nightmare. I just got chills. <laughs> I know. And she made me a little script. So I was like, uh, hello, Christine. Uh, it's me from uh, Chelsea Town, Second City. Uh, please. And Kirsten Rasmussen would be like, say it. So like I was trying to get it out and be like, we want, we want education for the children. Give it to us. But like, I didn't really know what was happening. But like, you're like, is this what I should be? I Chelsea, like, what is a premiere? Like what? Great, 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 great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, there's the prime minister. And then there's like the mayors of the towns. Yes. And then we have a, a Doug Ford and then we have a her. I think, or maybe she's gone. I don't know. So what are the, like the Doug Ford, like the prime ministers of the provinces? Yes. Oh, uh, he is the premier of Ontario. And then oh, we have okay. the mayor of Toronto, which is John Doug Tory. Ford. I mean, or no, John Doug, Tory. Yeah, and then, and then Doug. <laughs> See? It changes. And then- it changes. That's what it is. It's not us. Okay, so a premier is like the prime minister of the province. Yes. Oh my God. Thank God. Okay, great. Great. Yes. So I think she was like the, maybe like our riding like rep or something. I don't know. But oh, okay. I, had to, I had to call her and I left her a lot of messages. Oh. And she, they, they were probably like, and like, I'm sure the audience was like, get on with it. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'd be like, everyone, like, I take the microphone and be like, audience, everybody say, uh, Boo! Or like, <laughs> you're like something at least like abstract enough that like it'll land. But like yeah. we have to, we can't be neutral. We can't. We have to. I literally was about to be like, we can't be Switzerland. And I was like, is it Sweden? 
No, Ian what is wrong? <laughs> I'm like now. I think I think I'm panicking, and every all of my knowledge is crumbling. It's I think too that's much. Like, we can't learn it all. Too much knowledge. We yeah. have Google. It's over now. It's done. Okay. It's just too boring. It's just. <laughs> I just want to memorize. Be prepared, and that's it. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> that's a, that's most important at this <sighs> at this juncture. A thousand percent in my life. Yeah. A thousand percent. Oh my god. Okay. So to fully, fully wrap this up, I want to ask, okay, so something that I am trying to get better at is asking for what I want, or at least like saying what I want into the ether so people even know. So what is something for you, Chelsea, that right now you could put out in the universe that like you would really like for this to happen, maybe in your career, it could be personal life if you want, but it's like, I've always wanted to work on this show or with these people, or I've always wanted to do this thing and people might not know that. So, Hey, if you're out there and you're hiring, yeah, hit, hit me up. I think like sometimes because of the way I come across, like I'm very, you know, like giggly and silly and like joyful. And like, I'm very, I am funny on stage. Like people enjoy watching me, but sometimes I feel like powers that be at various places. I may, maybe want to part working with or, our tv show on or whatever they all like me but often i'm not chosen for like the top spot and i think it's almost because like they take my lightheartedness as like not being like committed or serious which is Mm -hmm. like not the truth at all Mm -hmm. so i think i want to manifest like i don't know like maybe being given more chances i know like if the door is open to crack like for me to get to get more chances I could I know I can nail it once I get there and absolutely that's that's partly why I did my own show because it's like if I was fully in control of what I'm creating and what I'm putting out there I can show like all sides of myself Mm -hmm. and I don't need someone to like open this door for me Mm -hmm. so I think that's pretty broad but like I think that counts for like tv and like comedy stuff on stage and 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 things like that like just maybe like horizons to be just broadened a little bit of like who Mm -hmm. to include Mm -hmm. because I might not look like everybody you think that a lead would look like or that I'm you know the anchor of something in a cast might physically look like or sound like but like the times I've gotten that chance like I nailed it so it's Mm -hmm. I think that and I think that's the case for a lot of women who are not like quote unquote perfect looking like it it we kind of have to work a bit harder and it it does it sucks in that sense because it's like there's multiple kind of things against us even more so than like there already is yeah I don't know if I can make that happen but I'm still gonna try and uh, yeah and I hope I'll still try to like write my own thing and like prove myself as much as I can but on the other end I would love for places to be like hey let's let's have a a chubby little curly-headed gal for the lead part <laughs> with a face let's show her yeah. face let's show her face like, let's give it a chance show her face yes yeah. and like I know you said like you know you'll keep making you'll keep creating your own work and proving yeah. yourself but I just also want to say because it's I think it's harder to say for yourself like you've already proved yourself you've been doing this for uh-huh. decades and also there isn't another person I can think of in the comedy community that has as many people outwardly vouching for you like as you do I don't know anyone else where like for you I've seen people post on Instagram like the most like someone who like people are not freaking out enough about is Chelsea Larkin or I was Kaya, reading Kaya Green said something so oh. nice I said like Chelsea has been like secretly becoming like the best 
comedian in the city like hire her or something mm. just stuff like that and, and that yeah it's nice I have that I have like nice friends that would that are experienced and have seen mm. a lot of talent that would like advocate for me and stuff but mm. and, and even that means a lot because like I like you said I can think it and feel it and mm. hope it but it's it's nice that I can like penetrate all the different groups and mm-hmm. cliques in the city and and, and everybody enjoys me mm-hmm. and like that is enough but I feel like sometimes I get frustrated because I'm just like oh put me in coach all the way yeah and also it's okay <laughs> if that's not enough because also it's like it's really nice when people say wonderful things about you yeah. and mind you those might be the people that don't have the power to like cast yes, you as yes, a lead yes. and stuff right and they probably would like if Kaya wrote a show they probably yeah. would you know yeah but yeah. I think it's okay that it's like, no, people are saying all these nice things. And also I want to see like the fruits of that labor. Like, okay, yeah. so exactly. Put me in coach. Like, yeah, yeah. And you would nail it. You have been nailing it for years, years and years. You are such an incredible writer and performer. Mm-hmm. And like, genuinely, I've never heard anyone have a negative thing to say about you. Like, honestly. And, and I've seen people go out of their way. Like even... I was reading a written interview with somebody and they were like, oh, and I just need to shout out Chelsea Larkin. She's fucking amazing. I have to Aww. find it. I went in a very deep dive, as you can tell, referencing oh, 2015 love. Quip Talk. Yes. I, I also watched Beth and her boyfriends. Oh, I went very deep. I So anyway, I will find the article, but people are champion, championing, championing? People are cheering you on. Yeah. Screw the champions. We're not Shop- going that way. We're doing Shop- cheerleaders. Yeah. Championing you on. And it's just a matter of time, but also like, yeah, you totally deserve those options. And so, hey, anyone listening right now who has yeah. those opportunities, like you would be so fucking lucky to get Chelsea on your team. Oh, thank and maybe, you. And she might not be available anymore because she might already yeah. be booked. Yeah. So be prepared. <laughs> It really fits for everything. It really fits for <laughs> fucking everything and it always makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. If you like what you heard and you're looking to support the show, here's a few ways you can help. You can leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Liquid Courage Podcast. Or, and best of all, you can tell a friend about the show. Tell a family member, tell a coworker, post about your favorite episode online, spread the word. That really is the best way to help support the show and help it grow. Did I just rhyme? Okay, until the next episode, cheers. <laughs>